You are listening to Unapologetic Talk, brought to you by We The People. Bringing some common sense with a little New York disrespect. We The People, for the people, by the people. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Unapologetic Talk. Yeah, it's about the rubble. Ready, Fraser? You're supposed to do it after. Miles back in, uh, back in action. All right, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Okay, keep going. Yeah, we good, man. Yeah. Rudy back in the spot. Um, and we got a, we got a, uh, yes, host. Yeah, y'all already seen him before. <laughs> Miles takes. <laughs> Miles takes. All right, we, um, Miles actually going to kick us off today and, and, and let us know about the story he got for us. Right on. So, um. The other day, I was actually at work, and I was getting some updates from Reddit, New York City thread. And there's an article about an 86-year-old woman having her personal belongings put out on the street because she had just passed away. And um, the landlord wanted to just clear it out as soon as possible so they could flip the unit, which was rent-stabilized. I'm not sure at what monthly uh, rental rate it was at, but it was rent-stabilized. And now they're trying to flip that apartment and make it like a million dollar co-op or some sort of thing. So within that, all that lady's belongings over the course of her life were just up for grabs on the street. And yeah, people were going at all of her stuff and no family was contacted. So yeah, that, that, I think that's like another element of this housing crisis is the lengths to which these landlords would go to flip a unit without even giving the person a proper send-off, you know? Yeah. And that's that's the video you were showing me earlier, right? Yeah, so basically the video is a, a young lady on TikTok, and the way she's framing it is uh, some sort of, like, uh, misfortunate tragedy, but, you know, she's capitalizing on it. Hold on, all right. Oh, but explain. You saying, you saying, all right, so this woman dies in the apartment, right? I mean, she passed away within and the week, happened? and then all her stuff was out on the street, and people were pretty much like taking it for themselves. No, fan, no next of kin could claim the the, yeah, the items, and I'm not sure what they actually did to try to to contact them. But with, with the TikTok video I was watching, it was basically just a young lady who was part of the people who were taking things, and she was just kind of doing inventory on the stuff she had taking that damn belong her. And I think it's kind of weird. But if she, um, well, I mean, her family got, she paid them. You know what I mean? Ain't notifying nobody to get the phone in the right public season. Um, uh, my grandmother passed, you know what I mean? Um, they knew, but, you know what I mean? She still, Paid, that rent was paid for, but that apartment was still hurt. It's, um, I, 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 like I said, like, uh, it's shit, it's like that all the time in a black neighborhood. It's, um, yeah, it was all high value, that, that, and that's that, where that, the, yeah, the young lady at TikTok was like, like I don't even think the guy who's getting rid of the stuff had the time to think about what the stuff is worth because that's his job, you know. And they're just so far removed from the human aspect of someone living in a space. Like they're just throwing everything on the street and flipping that space to, to uh, give it away for millions, you know. And, and it just shows the the level of greed that exists in the city, and the fact that real estate 
like has an arbitrary value because that that 86 year old lady wasn't paying them she was paying a rent stabilized fixed price so I, I think that's something a lot of new yorkers should like empower the empower themselves through you know if your rent's less than someone else it doesn't mean it, it's it shouldn't be stigmatized right there, there are benefits attached to that and sadly the older generation that's dying out if they don't pass that stuff down to their, their grandkids or nieces or nephews then sadly we're just going to see the stuff up for grabs on the street and we never know the you know sentimental value that has to a family or if it was being preserved so that they could sell it <laughs> that shit look like bro it look like she was a capitalist probably back then yeah all types of shit <laughs> i really don't care let her shit get pillowed. but look they, uh, <laughs> um I uh yeah man yo the first yeah New York does have slum lords and, and filthy ass landlords. Um since I was a, when I was a kid back in the eighties and shit, they had this movie um by by actor Danny DeVito and shit called The Super. You know what I mean? And I was I think I was like five or six or something like that. But uh, I, I knew who Danny DeVito was because he played in a couple of movies like Bonus Watson like that some some funny movies back then. i used to watch grown-up shit but um yeah even super super was some grown-up shit you know what i mean and i was watching that as a kid but um you know what i mean he was a slumlord you know what i mean and, and and that was back in new york city and then shit y'all see my situation i had to take take you know what i mean took my took my place for my for my landlord he was a slumlord and i figured out he had the right paperwork and he overcharged people on the rent and i thought figured out was you know, um, when I moved in, it was 25. Then, then, then my roommates moved out. And he figured I couldn't pay for it myself. So um, I paid that. Then he moved it up again like two months later, uh, 28. I ended up paying that. He moved up to 3,000. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't paying shit else. You know what I mean? I got to figure out some shit. Like, what's going on with this man? You know what I mean? I had people look into him and find out he didn't have the right paper. He charging nobody he didn't do the right inspection protocol or some shit like that. Wow. And he had some people come in here and slack some work up and make it look presentable. And they move you in. And once they got you underneath that contract, all they need is your name. Your name, you feel me? Your name on that contract. But they got the right paperwork or not, he got your name. Boom, that's a signed agreement between you and him. But that's one of the people what I never signed the agreement. You know what I mean? When I moved, when I moved out, he wanted me to sign a new lease. And, uh, I, I, I wouldn't sign a lease until he fixed what he had to do in his apartment. But I was paying the rent. But he would never come, you know what I mean? Until I started withholding the rent. And he wanted to come over there and look up by the end. I figured out who the fuck he was. <laughs> so there was like, oh, no, I ain't paying you shit, nigga. I figured this shit out myself. You know what I mean? Now I'm here three years. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I see. I see that. Him, and that. he got five buildings. Yes, yeah, five I don't watch the video, but I mean, it's, yeah. that sounds like redistribution of wealth to me. If it, if it, people came up with some stuff, um, yeah, I mean, they're getting all that stuff for free, and they know the street value of it. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, there was a report that just came out actually on that um, more than twelve million households. Is that a new Harvard report says twenty two point four million households in the United States now spend more than thirty percent of their income on rent. And with 12.1 million spending more than 50%. Yeah. 
And uh, there's been lots of like arguments online about how well, there's been a like economists keep saying that like we avoided a recession and like the economy is growing, but people are like, you can't like you have figures that say the economy is growing and GDP is growing, right? Which is because of spending. Um, but then we also see layoffs every single week from all these big companies, like thousands. Like I think yesterday, Microsoft laid off uh, over a thousand people from um, Blizzard and Activision, the people who make the Call of Duty games. Um, like, uh, and, and then at the same time, we also have all this about how like rent is more is rent is the least affordable than it has been in, in a very long time. So, um, I think, yeah, it, it sucks. And it, and obviously her situation is not like she was probably paying rent, but there was like a weird execution of the, um, of the, uh, the estate or whatever, but on like housing, like. That shit is like we're in a weird space in America when it comes yeah, to the that. double standard even within the verbiage. Like, you know, we pay rent and privileged people have mortgages. You know, I don't, I don't really see the, the fundamental difference other than the bank is your overlord when you take out a mortgage. As opposed to like, you know, an individual landlord who could like, you know, just beat you. No. What I hate about cities is that there's so many vacant buildings. So many vacant buildings. New York, Philly, um, Baltimore. You know what I mean? They just be full and those and it'd be mainly the spots where it's poverty at. You know what I mean? Like like Baltimore, them shit all them abandoned buildings, abandoned buildings, like like take up boarded windows and shit like that. Next to like people that stand there. There'd be like three houses down, there's another one, you know what I mean? It's in the middle of the block and shit like that. They, they just don't pick it up. They wanted to look like that. They wanted to look, you know what I mean? To the point so they get so they can have somebody to point at and, and they got high day shit. They got high day crimes, but we got someone over here to point at. Look at the black ones over here. Look what they doing today. Like I said, they'll never fix our shit up and get it like that. They'll never let us go into these the, those those houses be abandoned forever. But go in there and fix that bitch up. Actually that's funny. I was go just telling a really story up, about how pull up. An old grandfather figure I had passed away. (laughs) I'd known him throughout my whole life and never heard the story. But uh, back in the early 90s, when Mayor Dinkins, the first black mayor of New York City, wanted to fix up these neighborhoods with abandoned houses, he was selling properties for $1. $1 with the condition that the person who would buy it had to um, pretty much fix it themselves. You were responsible for fixing the space and building it up to whatever standard of living you use yourself in. And my pop-pop was actually arrested for kicking out, um, you know, street dweller, uh, drug users, or whatever you want to call them. I don't know the appropriate term to use, but there were people in this abandoned building that he got out because he had the deed to the building. He had the deed to the building, got these people out. Yeah. What's the proper term? The, 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 okay, squatters. Houseless squatters or what have you. My pop-pop was arrested for putting them out of a place he paid for and he had to fix. So it just goes to show when you want to come into a, an impoverished neighborhood that has a lot of housing insecurity, like those barriers are there. You know, The barriers to, to, to progress are there. And even in 2024, we see it. 
Because that old lady probably could have written somebody onto her lease that wouldn't have to like inherit in a million dollar like debt to a landlord, you know? It's just full circle. And that, that's a wealthy neighborhood. I, I can only imagine if it was the Bronx, you know, another city, another city where there's a lot of that, a lot of the similar issues. Oh, yeah. Repo, yeah, you can get your they stuff repossessed, right all or sorts of things. Keep it and sell it to their neck. Oh. I does things like man, these these abandoned buildings, these abandoned like, all abandoned these migrants. Lots. There's so they, many lots. Know, like, all these migrants they got, they can, you know what I mean? Hey, it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit because they get uh, guaranteed. Uh, you get about like five or ten of them, one of them buildings. And just let them go to work. They don't need nothing else from you, bro. They want to figure that shit out. Right put that shit together. Right. Where they, they're not gonna be outside no parks. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? In the cold. Oh, oh yeah. wait, I just wanted to say that before we get that on the way back from the airport with my mom yesterday, like we were talking about the migrant stuff, and she was like, and we're, and I started pointing out the. And my mom, I've mentioned before on the show that like she lives in Guyana, so she hasn't been back in the city in a while. But I was pointing out the like gentrified buildings, how they all have that like gray square look. Um, and then she was like, she she like immediately like goes like, uh, we have all these abandoned buildings in the city. How come they don't convert that into housing? And I was like, I was like, that's what my nigga really be saying. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she like, live, live in the city? Yo, did you, yeah, yeah. from like the 80s to like mid 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, then she moved back. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that, exactly. I think. Um. Man, you know, they they just. I just think like they they would have the, the walls and stuff, especially in this, this time of um time of season, time a time of year where where it's, it's, New York is like one of the coldest places I never wanted to visit. Like in the wintertime, you know what I mean? It just seemed like it was like I remember they had the All Star. I always wanted to go to the All Star game, and then the All Star game came right here, but it was like breaking records, low temperature. This motherfuckers, I couldn't go. You know, I would not slip up this bit. So I couldn't imagine like being like out here, like shit. I'll be, I'll be out here, man. It's cold as fuck, man. Especially like last week, it was crazy. So I can't like um. I want to say you go, you go out there, you see, um. That's the that's the shit. Like even though it, it kind of like warmed my heart up to see how happy the Margaret was. Um, it's like a. It's, it's, I don't. Under, I still haven't found like the um, explanation for why. Um, I just saw that like one video from the dude from Channel Five um, where he went to the border and he was like speaking to migrants and there like it's a lot of folks from like Honduras and like Latin America, but there are a lot from Africa, like and from like. I don't even know if it's, like, West Africa exactly. Like, he was talking about, like, I think he said Senegal and, like, Gambia. Um, and it's, like, West-ish Africa, but it's not, like, at the coast, you know? So I don't know how those folks are getting here or, like, why. Why? Like, Europe is closer, but they're, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's, like, Senegal. It's, like, French yeah, colonies. French. French colonies. Yeah, they are. I saw... And, uh, oh, and and Haitians and, um, is also. I'm sure that it's like probably 
like Haiti mm-hmm. is yeah. also included in that, maybe. But yeah, I saw some comments. Yeah, on Instagram, I saw some comments. People were just like, "You say, Miles?" Just raising the question: How the people getting here can afford to make such a long, arduous trip? And make pit stops along the way with like pretty much no legal documentation. Like they're just like kind of questioning the pathway that they took to get here without anybody intervening, you know? Shit, man. However they did it, man. They got here. You got to give it to them. Shit. If you made it all the way here from Africa. Like you, you deserve housing. Whatever. You deserve. Yeah, you show me some. <laughs> you need to be here teaching us how to fucking travel and like whoever. Whatever they're going through that's making them flee. You know what I mean? I guess it's worth it. They're, they're risk everything that they're risking to get here. You know what I mean? So you gotta think of that too. So, um, as I said, when um the markets I met over the summertime, uh, we get outside and he like. He, he didn't speak, you know what I mean? He didn't speak English at all. Like, we, I'm doing it through the phone real quick, Google Translate and everything. We had to cook uh, them out to go get something to eat. We seen him on the train after one of the actions. We took him to go get something to eat. And, like, we get outside, like, he pulled his shoe off, man, and his, like, his feet looked, you know what I mean, crazy. But he told me, like, walking for days. I was like, God damn, like, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, so they, they, they go through a lot. And I can't, I can't imagine, can't imagine, can't even imagine. But, yeah, just seeing, uh, like I said, what warmed me up and also like me, that was because uh, they were they were all in good spirits. They was all like running around laughing, playing soccer and shit like that over there. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm playing soccer to stay warm. Yeah, but it was to stay warm. That's what I'm saying. It was cold as shit on soccer. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, God damn. And it's like when they see anybody that comes in that in far, they swarm. But at the same time, it's not like they just wanna, you know what I mean? If you if you let them, they 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 go. But if you, you got like, no 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 no, make sure they you let them know that boom, everybody gonna get something. And boom, but they they you know what I mean? Um, it's uh, it's just sad to see, man. It's just sad to see, sad to see, and, and have those people out there just like going through that. And that's why we started, you know, mutual aid over there. We went, um. Went over there after Saturday, after um, the mutual aid to Harlem. Um, we had, you know, two trays of, of, of like, um, just two full trays of food that, that wasn't touched over there. And, uh, like I said, they formed as soon as we came apart. But it was like, all right, um, they started organizing each other, telling each other, oh, everybody get in line, get in line, you know what I mean? Started to get to that, but, you know what I mean? Um, I watched, I watched some of them, like, rush to get to the front to get plates to hand back the other ones. So it was like, you know what I mean? It was like they were trying to like help each other out and all that type of stuff. And it's just like uh yeah, they just need they, they just need you no, know, I just feel like if, if the government they they tell me they got all these prices and shit, just just let just try it out. You try everything else out. Try right. one of these uh, you know what I mean for a building. And watch how they take care of themselves. And just get get it to Society and let them live the dream that they came here. That you know what I mean. Let them, you know what I mean. Y'all don't want to do nothing. Let them do it themselves. At least just give them the fucking building. That's the least y'all can do. And let them do it. They they will do it. I guarantee you they'll do it. 
and the community like us, see the mutual aid groups will help them out, help them figure it out and get them started. But they'll never, they don't want that. They don't want that. That'd be like the blueprint of everybody doing it for their fucking selves. You know what I mean? They do that shit. Everybody be running around here. All the all the housing people be running around. We be helping too. Yeah, take this building right here. It's vacant. <laughs> help me fix it up. You That's know what important. Thing they'll never, yeah, they'll never do no shit like that. It's all, it's all supposed to be how it's supposed to be. The news is supposed to be how it's supposed to be. How they talk about us, how they how they treat us, it's all planned out. You know what I mean? It's all it's all part of their goddamn plan. That shit they be saying with oh this goes down, this all they don't give a fine fuck is all part of their plan. All this shit to go the way they Or they wouldn't never put drugs in our community. They never put no fucking liquor stores on every corner, knowing that we're fucking traumatized and, and, and bust our ass all day and don't got no goddamn money. The most we do got is to buy some weed or, or something to drink and beef and, and be angry. You know what I mean? They want our hoods to look like that. They, they put some nice shit around our shit and let us start living like them. Well, shit. You know what I mean? Who who, who is it or oppressed? <laughs> Somebody got to be oppressed for America to live like I was living. That's what it's built off of. Yeah. Um, anybody else got anything about the migrants on, on top of this? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just going to, uh, real quick. Let me, let me just tell you all about that. I'm probably going to say it again at the end of the show. Um, yeah, we the people will be in Tompkins Square for the month of February, the whole month of February. We're hoping that the situation gets better. And if it doesn't, you know what I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll think about, like, increasing it. We'll, we'll probably, you know what I mean, if it really needs it. But um, we're going to be in there the month of, of, of February for sure. So we'll be there every Monday, 4 o'clock, doing mutual aid at Tompkins Square Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage every mutual aid group um to do whatever you can for those migrants out there um because like i said they are in the code yeah. and not even just mutual aid groups protest groups too come outside you know bringing people rally up it, it's just power in numbers really you you can do a lot with um the bare minimum and and make an impact and really make people feel good and get their needs met. You know, it's just about really putting your body on the line to do so and asking people what they need. Um, so yeah, uh, that is a good segue to a little update I want to give y'all. Um, so, Stone was a riot. We went outside uh, last week, well last week as of when it's gonna be uploaded, which was yesterday. We was outside, we curated a little over 20 care packages and goodie bags from the people and we gave that out at Washington Square Park. Um, that was one of our stops of the night but we ended up giving out all the goodie bags there because there was a large amount of like houses people there as well as like young college kids who didn't really have money so we just like made sure everybody was fed. We also had like our care packages included two pairs of socks, um, two packs of body heat warmers, um, a variety of snacks, like four to five snacks from like healthy stuff, like that are more filling, and then like smaller, like quick snacks. And um, some of them had toiletries in them. Bottle waters. Bottle waters. Yeah, it, it was it was cute. It was really dope, and we put a lot of smiles on people's faces. We conversated with a few people, and everybody really loved it. Everybody was just like, "Yo!" Like the way because we, you know, we come outside no matter how many numbers. Uh, it could be like the tens of us, 
or it could be hundreds of us. Like, and it was like, it was it was a small number because it was cold as fuck outside. It was a small number of us. It was like, and it was like, yo, y'all came in mighty as fuck. Like, y'all, y'all came in turned up. Like, and it was a little bit of us. So it was just very impactful. Everybody was very grateful, very receptive to the help and um, deserving. Like, these, these are people at the end of the day. So, uh, like I said, it doesn't matter how big or how small you organize. If you're a mutual aid group or protest group or community members, you know, just make a call out for the community. They made a call out. And we got all the stuff donated. I even went to the store and asked them, like nearby stores, for bags. So we weren't like paying for plastic bags. Like, environment. It was, it was dope. Yeah, the cops look crazy too. <laughs> yo, yo, Follow first of all, when I went around the corner, these cops, they do this dumb. I know y'all watching because they already admitted to watching this project. Now, do this dumb shit every week. Switch it up. You know, make it a little different because we we meet at the Stonewall steps, whatever. These niggas will always be around the corner. He can, like, they'll do this little peek to watch us every now and then. But I'm walking around the corner to throw some shit out. I'm like, Yo, what the fuck y'all doing here? They here stalking us when we are about to get free shit. I know you read the flyer. They talking about some oh, you read the flyer. We just came out here and we wanted to help. No, you didn't. You didn't. You came out here to watch us. Like, because if they were criminals, when we're giving out free shit, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw the waters. I love the water. I said, you can throw this water out <laughs> because this is empty. But that's all you can do. Y'all can keep that distance. Very much community. I promise. Oh, really? Hey, look, I think they just look stupid following us around and shit. We gave out, we gave out food. They was just sitting there looking stupid, man. <laughs> they they and then after we gave the food out, guess what? We left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yo, the motherfuckers followed us all the way to Brooklyn, bro. Thought we was doing something else. It was me and Don and shit. And they called um the, the, the cops that came out. Uh, are, you, are, okay are, you, are you talking about those two guys with the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, community affairs. Word. Oh, um, my goodness. Nah, community affairs. Man, the way these cops just <laughs> show up without even knowing what they're responding to is just... <laughs> it's unsafe. It's not safe. Like These guys have overblown resources for... for and that's what I said again. Oh. I was like, Jalen, what are you doing here? You guys sent out to see us again. Listen, tell them to leave their guns at home next time because we are not hurting anybody. We will protect ourselves. You can leave your gun it's to protect you, not us. Clearly. We've been run over by vehicles. We've been accosted by white supremacists. They've never stepped in to keep us safe. So, yeah, they're just literally stalkers and followers. They should put their resources towards helping the community. Yeah. And they're called community affairs. That's the most oxymoronic uh, unit within the NYPD that I can think of. Besides the strategic response group, there's no strategy. (laughs) But community affairs literally is like supposed to be the liaison between the street patrol officers and you know, the front-facing members of communities. But really, they're just, like, kind of expediting the process of knowing who, you know, who, who to target. Yeah. 
Look, we're talking about intimidation, how they do intimidation. But Eric, Eric Dupree, Eric Dupree got killed in the summertime. Um, I think it was in September. He got killed in September. Um, riding on the moped, stop through Eric Duran, threw a forty-pound cooler into his head. It had you know uh, stuff inside the cooler, soda in his waters and stuff like that. The cooler exploded on Eric Dupree's head. Like, boom, busted open, bro. And uh, everything went flying up the top of the cooler and everything. And this is like, you got to think he's on a moped going this way. He's on the cooler this way. He's throwing the cooler in the face. Boom, that's impact. impact. You feel me? You could be standing still, and that cooler throwing it into your head will fuck you up. So imagine him coming this way. Uh, um, he smacked him in his head. He died. Right? It was so gruesome, like I said, when they pulled him from underneath that car, two of the cops walked away. Everybody let him go and walked away. It wasn't no pull him out. You know, like I said, they, they shoot somebody up mad times. Know the person is dead, and they'll still flip him over, put the handcuffs on him. You know what I mean? When they pulled Eric Dupree from underneath that car, they all dropped him and walked away. Um, now they're trying to, everybody condemned it. Even the mayor came out, condemned it. Um, the, 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 the police union came out, they got in our train, boom, boom, everybody can definitely must them pass. Now it's time for Eric Durant to go to court. Everybody that is offended pulled up to, 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 to that courthouse to show support. They intimidated Eric Dupree's family, over 200 cops in that courtroom downstairs. You know what I mean? Uh, how many? How many was it? Was probably about like no more than ten of us. Well, 10, well then, no, no more than ten. Probably, yeah, probably but, all together, probably about like fifteen court, to twenty protesters. In the courtroom, there outside. were probably seventy-five no more cops, court, like sitting in the benches. The so it was a jam-packed courtroom. All right, let's be a courthouse. They packed the courtroom. Now we came in there with every Dupree's wife, right? Um, she came with with four other. Um, I, they died. Well, probably like one of them was maybe an adult. I think the other ones were minors. You know what I mean? Um, far as saying like 17, 16, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, Eric Dupree's wife went into the courthouse, into the courtroom. I, I didn't go into the courtroom. So when I got downstairs, when I got into the hallway and seen all them cops, I, you know what I mean? I started losing it. Started going up and down and started going crazy. You know what I mean? The cop. We call him the cooler killer. The cooler killer. wife came in with, they were standing outside the courthouse getting harassed by them 200 cops. That They were out there cussing them out and the cops were going back at them. You know what I mean? And I came downstairs and seen that shit and I just started like like losing. But um, 
they they Eric Durant $150,000 bond no, Durant, for bail with like 10% 150,000 $150,000 Moaning and groaning about the bail being said, said at one hundred and fifty thousand shit, right? Yes, all behind us. It was so uncomfortable because you know that's just a number. That's a number. And this is where I say you can't, you can't really listen to the news because they didn't paint that. They didn't paint. They didn't paint. They just they showed how it was like rowdy occupants and all this type of shit. But they didn't. They didn't show how them cops were downstairs. And when they said it, when they first announced it. They said dozens of cops. Then you watch no, those two. So oh, what I saw, um, the outside hallway was probably you know I mean? was like over the officers who got there thinking they could get into the courtroom. But then the, that area hit capacity. So then slowly they just started piling up in that hallway. So the ones who were in the courtroom were there early, basically. Yeah, they filled the hallway up. They filled the hallway. And I, that's not security. I thought it was for his got detail it. of them bringing him out. He had his own security. the courthouse. Now, maybe it's always probably, but they were there for support. You know, um, we, uh, we, 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 we go outside. Um, and I want to um, congratulate like like Hawk Newsom. He did uh, for leading that whole like keeping keeping that action going and being on top of them and getting them the awareness and putting uh, you know, he um, making sure they get the coverage. Know what I mean, and uh, I, you know, he he uh, actually went to Letitia James' office. Um, I actually went with him twice, you know, to uh, put pressure on her for for her to um, file these charges on Eric Durant. So, um, yeah, but props down for keeping that and, and staying with it, staying in touch with the family and, and leading these actions. Oh, shout out to Don for leading, um, also doing Eric Dupree actions, uh, Dez also in Rebellious and Wild for um. Leading and doing Eric Dupree actions. This is like a um little minor step of some kind of justice because uh just making them pay that money, but this is what I was trying to tell people that it really doesn't doesn't because they got these police unions. Whenever these cops do something bad, they start raising money off the rip. You know what I mean? And then you got these people, these millionaires, these rich and back to blue, back to blue. So every time these they hear that one of these back to blue people killed a minority, they start raising money. You know what I mean? These motherfuckers be when they when they do some shit like that and they end up like facing like some, some big time. They end up coming home rich, millionaires and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, he he got a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. He got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bill, right? They were moaning and groaning. That man got out of that courthouse before me and Miles get back to Brooklyn. <laughs> no, was, before we could get down the chin down the block to the train before me and Miles could get to the train to get back to Brooklyn to get back to the train to get back to Brooklyn and that's what I was like and everybody was like oh they were moaning the ground bro that's an act they, I mean shit I don't know maybe they come out of their union or something they like ah oh, but yo bro they must have as soon as they went down that they, they cuffed him probably uncuffed him he got his shit paid you know what I'm saying Um, and that's the, that's the wild shit that's the wild shit. And the other wild shit is I think that there this this happened before. It wasn't a cooler. It happened back in nineteen ninety eight where a cop threw a um a walkie talkie from a, a suspect running. And the walkie talkie busted him in the head and he killed him. But they didn't blame it at the time they blamed it on the walkie talkie. It was the same shit with Eric Durant. Everybody came out and spoke against it. All right. They he went to trial. They blamed it on the concrete. 
They blamed it on the concrete. They didn't blame it on the walkie talkie. They blamed it on the concrete. They said he died from when he hit the ground. Right now, if you watch the news clip, it's, they're, they're, they're saying, if you're going to say Eric Durant didn't die when he get hit with the cooler, he died when, they, when, he, when he crashed into the ground. They're going to blame it on the crash. And the cop that, that killed that dude with the walkie-talkie in 1998, and that was in the Bronx, he killed him with the walkie-talkie. Um, after, after his trial, he went on to keep his job and perform his job. And he later on got arrested a couple years later for beating up his wife. You feel what I'm saying? That's when he lost his job. You feel what I'm saying? It's shit right, like that, bro. So Eric Durant got over 20-something allegations. Over 20-something allegations. Now he's killed somebody. He should have been off the force. He should have been like he showed so many times that, boom, ah, ah, ah. how is he getting this many warnings? How can people keep saying, oh, this officer punched me in my head and you come in, you can't do that. Oh, this 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 officer, the same officer. Oh, now this officer don't tase me. You can't do that. Like, how many, how do you do and that? that's what my head went. Because during the trial, during the, the court, the, now the, case, cool my the judge was basically like, this, this, um, this gentleman has no criminal background. And that's the first place my head went was if I go on a public database, will he have any allegations or substantiated lawsuits against him? Because basically that is a crime. If you have a substantiated lawsuit or confirmed, like that's a crime against the community. Like a wrong doing in the line of force. That, that, yeah, that, that, and no criminal laws, argument. That's another, laws, and another thing I want to talk about is just Walmart, in that courthouse. Set this up. What is that? It was it was so scary. Like just walking through those that hallway, I started sweating. And like that wasn't even the worst of it. When I got into the courtroom, I I didn't have anywhere to sit, so I went to the empty bench, and the court officer came up to me, and he's like. Uh, sir, this this uh this area is designated for press and this that and forth, and me it shouldn't even matter. But I am an independent journalist. I told him, oh, this is for press. I am press. I can be press. He's like, oh no no no, not like that. And I, like making all these excuses. And within like that little ten second dialogue, the room full of cops like kind of like caved in on me. And Hawk Newsom was there and kind of saved me because I feel like they were going to grab me up by the collar and throw me out of that courtroom. And then, mind you, within the next five minutes, the court, the judge comes into the room and he's like, before we get started, I'm just going to let you know this this courtroom will be open to the press. The magnitude of this case um, gives me uh, a sense of reason I should have these cameras in here. And I was staring right at that court officer. Right at him. Because you, you don't, he was asking me for a press pass and credentials and all this stuff. But realistically, your First Amendment right is your credential. And that judge did not ask for credentials. All he asked was for first name, last name, and publication. So, you know, just being in the halls of, of, of a courthouse where they're supposed to uphold the law and, you know, the Constitution. And these is, this is law enforcement and a judge in the same room upholding the same, like, systemic crookedness and corruption it's like it's so sad honestly and, and to see the family of ever ever decree there you know they did their best to keep their composure but you know it's really hard when you're seeing a room full of indifferent and apathetic people you know
Yeah, and it was, it was I, I maybe there were four femmes, uh, uh, femme officers there, but it was literally a gang of men, a gang of them. It was like talking shit to the oh, and not to whole family of all they young females and young ladies, and I think there was one guy that was there, but Hawk had to tell them we have to we have to present strong. We know you're going through a tough time, but just present strong, and we'll get through this together. So I think this is the start of something where we'll see the community come together against this because we can't keep watching the, these cases go and we don't get the justice that the families deserve. You know, this is New York City. You know, it's it's the there's so much diversity and, and, and people from different backgrounds. But if there's, if there's one thing that we don't stand for here is is abuse of power and abuse of authority. So you know, these cops who walk around thinking they run the show on certain streets, you know, justice will come in some form or fashion. So you get into your topic. Say that. That segue into Rudy's shit. Yeah, so I did want to, I did want to talk about, since we're talking about fascism right now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yo, New York City, first of all, these people were so lucky I was indoors. I was I was feeling a little under the weather recently. I did not have to with the Jessica. But that's aside from the point. They're so lucky that I was indoors and Relly and me did not know about this. Why did nobody tell us yes. the white nationals, white supremacists was gonna be strolling through New York City? So, um No, we at home. We at home. that believe in white supremacy and racial divide and xenophobia and all those like toxic hateful traits this group marched through new york city guns blazing they even took the subway at one point and my big thing on this is why and who allowed them to do like we see so much um so many different crises going down in New York City right now when it comes to um, activism, when it comes to housing crisis, when it comes to within the New York City like citizens and um, people who've been living here and the new incoming migrants. Like, it's just so much, so much going on right now that white supremacists decide to march too. Like, what, what, why did you do this? Like, obviously, obviously we know like this is like a power move. You know, they're trying to display... No, we gotta we gotta put like a a screenshot <laughs> over this you video know? of like what Dimes is talking about because I did not know about it. They are in uniform. Like in they, the in the in the well, I'm not even I didn't even play the video yet. I'm definitely gonna watch it after this. They are in uniform all like like yeah. <laughs> in the finest, the finest. Oh, we can't we can't we can't make KKK drip a thing. This is KKK but it, 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 
ain't even giving them. I ain't even giving them that. It does, it's a it's a it's a good looking outfit. They have these khaki pants, these boots, these blue jackets with a patch on them, a white ski mask with a white hat, bro. White ski mask with a white hat, like that is that is that is twenty twenty four KKK, which is blowing my mind right now. And there are at least fifty of them in this photo. Each one holding an American flag, walking down the street, like not not the regular American flag, mind you, because I'm seeing like 13 states. They have some other shit. Like, and they are marching down the street, and I don't see a cop marching alongside them. Yo, that's what I'm about to tell you. I got videos, bro. Not one. Ah, bro. There is no like cops. domestic terrorists, like in a database. <laughs> no cops. You got your, you got your, you got your, your thing up, right? Do you what, what? What are they famous for? What are they trying to kidnap or, or start some shit? First of all, this group originated in 2017, I believe. Like that's when they declared themselves as official group, like organization. Oh, they tried to. You know what I'm saying? Like they was just in the. Like last year, the year before that, for trying to kidnap or do some crazy I shit. Twenty twenty one. So they, but they know these niggas come to the city. But yeah, you know, and they plot this out. They have like social media, like presence or something like that as well. So mm-hmm. they plan their um, attacks or um, groups of intimidation mm-hmm. practices. And it's like, why are cops focused? Like I said earlier, cops followed us. A group of like ten of us for giving out free shit. The houses people when we declare that we let them know they even knew you know but but then this national hate group who believes in dictatorships and abusing people for hate they were allowed to roam through the cities freely no police presence no supervision at all these people also coming from outside of new york outside of new york they're not even new york city residents Mind you, this is the United States. Where is our legislative protection against hate groups? If if we come into contact with a hate group, why can't we use these? (laughs) Come on. Crazy. (laughs) First of all, hate group. Real life shit. Real life shit. I'm going to use these. I'm going to use more than these. But like, I mean, we're not supposed to be in competition here, but the same way the Stop Asian Hate Movement got them an anti-Asian hate bill, that that at least is some sort of legal protection for someone who might get ideas to do something to that group. Well, y'all got to look at the bills. Y'all got to look at the bills and who they really protect. Yeah, we got to get with the anti-Asian hate bill real quick. It, as soon as soon as soon as the Palestinians and, it, and, and Israel started going to war, they came out with the, with the, you know what I mean? They protect these Jewish people. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wait, wait. <laughs> what about black like, people? What about the Palestinians? What, what about what, what, what's going on? Like, how do you, how, who, how do how do certain people get certain? You gotta, you know what I mean? It's people are why, different. Why you, you have to look at? Yeah, niggas have to just gotta look at that, bro. Anyone who's different or seen as something that is not fixed in white colonizer mindset. No, right, and I, I just saw a video of a, 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 te- a Republican lawmaker from <laughs> one of the southern states, it might have even been Texas, but um, 
he was talking about how personally offended he was that some of his colleagues were pushing bills that were discriminatory against, you know, people who they perceive to be illegal immigrants. And he's like, dude, this is this is not cool. Like, this is. I know, I know. They're very anti-Latin and anti-black right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going? Where will we get the anti all these racist problems we see year after year? Or the, or the anti, you know what I mean? Well, no, or, yeah, we need a bill for these cops coming like, like black people too. We need to be a bill for that. Y'all want to build some shit? Write a bill for that. Too. Listen, this, this is what we do. This is what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 I, I want a bill. Now, now I want a bill. I want a bill written for these cops. Right. Like, automatic. Like, you need it needs to be like a, a, a automatic penalty for that. I don't want to see no long ass trial. When, these, when we look at the evidence and everybody like, <laughs> the outrage is there, we can clearly see the outrage. They literally, no fucking months they just gasped in Alabama. Fucking get off. It need to be a bill. Like, like boom. Oh, you, you, you broke this ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now we're doing this, this uh, talking about that narrative shit. Oh, I, I mean, I can. can get into, yeah, oh, I can get into that a little bit. There's like three things I want to say because I mentioned some good stuff, but. And I was looking. I was looking up after you mentioned the kidnapping thing. I looked it up. I don't. I couldn't find that. That that might have been another white supremacist group. We got a few in America. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> I, know, I think I know the one you're talking about. There was a plot to kidnap a um, uh, some po- politician, like in oh Richard Wetmer, Richard Wetmer, Michigan governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that was a different group. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, find they it. ran up in that that state capital. Yep. Yeah. Um. But Patriot Front, they had done like they had. Uh, there was a riot at a Pride event in Idaho. A bunch of them got arrested for like thirty of them got arrested. Um, I also googled it, and you know, my top op Elon came up for some reason, <laughs> and it said that he he called them the Feds, which is like, why does it sound like you are a white supremacist? Yeah, and I'm like. Why does it sound like you are a white supremacist and you're trying to out them as not being a part of you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What is he doing? Yeah. So, like, I was confused by that. But, um, then... That's the feds. And then you said, yeah, the anti-black, um, anti-black... We was actually talking about that on Black Scott yesterday, which is that just this, um... I, don't, I mean, we kind of know the answer why, but it is very uh, unfortunate, like you said. Like, a lot of people are paying attention to how how quick, like, anti-Semitism... Oh, that was another thing, because it was anti-Semitism. When you Google the Patriot Front, like, that's also kind of surprising that they weren't police out, out there, because they're actually known for anti-Semitism. So to have, like, them just be marching in the street, you have a few different reasons for why you should have not let that rock. But... um but yeah, like people, anti-Semitism is well understood. Nazis are well understood. And the concept of like having Nazis, like universally, no one fucks with Nazis besides white supremacists. But if you're anti-black, it's like, huh, let's hear this person out, you know? And it's like, it's like maybe they didn't mean that. And um, and it, it, it just, uh, it is very unfortunate that like it isn't like that in the country. It's like, for a country that is so uniquely black and like the African-American experience is so powerful here, it is wild that like anti-blackness is, is like, it should be a non-starter, but it's not. Um, yeah, but that is, goes into this country's racist roots. So we can tie all this together. Um, so 
uh, it just the big news is um, people are calling this Civil War 2.0. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, put out a statement on Twitter uh, basically saying that he feels that uh, he feels that President Biden is not doing a good job at securing the border against my migrants um, coming through through what he pointed out as like not the legal points of entry. Um, and and so he feels that that gives the state of Texas the right. They are invoking their right to defend themselves. And now this is like really important, I think, for like a couple of reasons. One, as a reminder, Abbott is the is the reason migrants are even in New York City in particular, uh, because as migrants went through the southern border, he did all types of weird shit to bust people up to uh, dem- specifically Democratic states, um, Democrat-led states, um, as a way to make uh, um, those states feel, and cities, like asylum cities, because New York is an asylum city, um, uh, make them feel the pressure of the, 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 the um, migrant crisis. And so... So he's the he's the one busing folks and flying folks to all these other states. And now, as like this final show of defiance, he has declared that he is going to ignore. Oh, also, this this kicked off because Biden, um, sorry, uh, Abbott had set up along the border, right? Because um, we have like we have the the border the the partial border wall. I think that Trump had built, but then uh, in the water, like the rivers near Texas. The, the Mexico-Texas border, Abbott started putting things in the water, like these buoys that made it um, difficult for um, people to cross there, like these these huge things that when people tried to get around them, they would end up drowning. Um, and, and then he even went so far as to put barbed wire in the water. So it was really mutilating people who were trying to get across. And, and he thought of this as a deterrent. So it's, it's these like very like barbaric ways that um, instead of finding these other ways to support migrants or address the crisis or even talk about the global situation that is leading to people coming into the country this way, uh, they resorted to, to medieval tactics, right? Trump had the border wall, which is just like a huge steel wall. And then he's literally putting barbed wire and these buoys that he knows was leading to migrants dying. And so as a means to stop this, like, essentially murder, Biden sent National Guard to cut the barbed wire. And so that triggered Abbott. That's what's leading us to where we're at today, where uh, I think it's like two days ago on Wednesday, Governor Abbott uh, put out a statement saying that because he feels like Biden isn't uh, protecting the nation's borders, he is uh, executing Texas's right to defend itself. What that means, no one's really sure. People are like, does that mean you're invading Mexico? Uh I don't know what it means per se. Uh, I assume it's just another kind of like whistle to say, like, kill the migrants, you know, basically, is how I've interpreted that statement. If you're saying that they're invading and you want to defend yourself, that's what that would be. Um, And this is in direct defiance of our president, right? So that's where it's like, are you saying you're seceding, seceding from the nation? Like, if you recall, this is kind of how the original Civil War happened. The states wanted to keep control of slaves. Um, and this was after slavery was supposed to be abolished. 
And so to protect the, the rights of slaveholders, the, the, South, the Southern states seceded and we had a civil war. Now, in a similar vein, it started with Texas, but ever, uh, I think 25 Republican states, and there's like a, a map graphic that we could like put up too, 25 Republican states, every single one except for Vermont, uh, said they were going to back and support, that they stand with Texas. They All, all of the governors went on Twitter and said they were going to stand with Texas. Half. Half. Yo. And it's, it's not even a perfect half. Yo. Um, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like the south and then up the middle with like the Dakotas and shit like that. And then I think it's like New Hampshire, just like right there. So yeah, New Hampshire's the only Northeast state. Well, I think the the biggest implication here is that if they do invoke the uh, like National Guard state of emergency, those twenty five other states might be able to send their state troops to Texas in direct uh, conflict with the federal army. Yeah, so that's so- where this has the civil war implication. Like we could have. Uh, law enforcement going at it with the feds, like state law enforcement versus the feds. Yeah, and Texas already mobilized their National Guard. Um, and all the, the 25, 25 of those Republican governors said that they stand with, with Texas. Some of them said they would send their National Guard to Texas right. to support the, Texas. National Guard is part of the Army, though, right? Uh, they're in the part of the military, and and people were saying some things like, "Well, Biden could like, I don't know how you how you kind he of federalize the National Guard, like this, they go. would no longer represent their their states." Don't bring your ass about it. This is the government, bro. The government's working right now. They're working. <laughs> yeah, and then Trump to make it worse, he basically he's not president. He's not in any political role, but he's been in and saying like. Y'all stand your ground and just like stoke in the fires. See, that's the, the when I heard the language of invasion, I don't think they were talking about the migrants coming into Texas. I feel like the invasion they're referring to is the federal government forcing their will on the state's rights mm. to protect their, 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 their borders. Mm. The, the crazy thing is, like, if you look at the inception of Texas, it was not sweet. Right? Texas was at one point Mexico, mm-hmm. as, well, as was New Mexico, Arizona, and California. <laughs> so, you know, this is just, uh, I guess, an old conflict becoming like coming full circle. Because who's to say these aren't uh, some people who have ties to this land, have ties to or family members here? It's just ultra discriminatory, and we're not even looking at it on an individualized basis. We're just creating blanket policies, and we're putting people with guns at the border to scare normal people with their kids. It's nuts. And and that's where people go, like you know, no borders on stolen land. I'm just I'm concerned about us. I'm concerned about where the, I don't know where this goes. You know, like it, it's uh, it's fifty percent of the country. Um. And no, to be clear, like no one actually wants a civil war, right? No one wants war. Like people, we have like people have loved ones in the South. People have loved ones in Republican-led states. Like there, um, there are black people everywhere as well. Like you know what I mean? Like and people aren't you aren't reflective of 
of the your elected officials and shit. Will be the battlefield. Exactly. Like it's modern times now. You don't got like horses police and drawn characters. Shit. Right. Yeah, city. <laughs> the police station be the battlefield. They got and jets, bro. Like. Like what you gonna switch city field to? Yeah. Turn city field into something. Top city is ready. It it's just <laughs> gonna be interesting to see how the same cities that were declared sanctuary cities that Abbott was busing migrants to, like Chicago, New York, even up in Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, in Boston. If they could like Trump's fields. If I just don't know what the general reaction will be from, you know, naturalized American citizens who have family. That is uh, the civil And then, you know, the privileged class of like, you know, the upper middle class uh, white folks or white passing Latinos, far removed black people, you know, they'll, they'll be apathetic to the cause, probably feel more inclined to vote for Donald Trump. And yeah, it's just a formula for uh, this election year. But I, I just, if we can even get to November, I. I this year's about to get different. I can't, man. You just saw Ball Sign? Oh, we still talking about the. Oh, my fault. I was, I was eating. Okay. Oh, I think just if y'all have any other any other thoughts on it, um, I think Miles is making a really good point of like, I feel like where we're at now is like trying to figure out like what what does happen next. Like, Texas is having a standoff. A bunch of states are supporting Texas. Some of them talk about sending their military. It's like move is on Biden, but then there's also like the Democratic states. Yep, the Democratic states that won't necessarily say they stand with Texas, but then don't have a solution for the active ongoing crisis in their own states. Yeah. And then you also have, like I said, just everyday, regular American citizens who have their mindsets shaped and shaped, and shaped by the media. So. I, I just hope everyone leads with humanity first. This is just it's so complicated. What's up? Yeah, I'm gonna be part of this. You know, I don't encourage anybody to be part of this. Like, you need to do that. Right. I mean, we're we're doing some like you know self-sustainable actions within the mutual aids and you know oh, we sharing got, resources. We're ready for the aftermath. Yeah, exactly. You got to be ready for more than that at the end of the well, day. You know what I mean? I say let them niggas duke it out. And then, shit, why they... And when they got to fight us? <laughs> you take the rest of this bitch over. I think that's a good, that's a good point, though. There's, there's a lot of... There's not enough conversation with people about what to... How to support the migrants, you know? I think, like, I feel like... I feel like I have a lot of, like, thoughts and feelings about the conversations happening now uh like like i said like i'm first generation immigrant i know a lot of people who don't have their papers like uh this country has always been weird about immigration even though it was built on on immigrants um and i i do love to see that we the people and other folks are like instead of arguing with people online about borders and open borders and like weird shit like that Things is just like supporting the folks who are here and treating them just like they would any other New Yorker. So that shit fine. Yeah, right on. This shit is filled with immigrants. We the the the, the, the white man that wiped out the Native American. Everybody over here is a fucking immigrant. Yeah, 
Migrants Even some of the white people. Huh? The migrants Even. made New York City. They, they, they made the city. So, to exclude them on stolen land is. Yep, and they're still building these gentrified buildings and not really getting anything out of it. But the maybe. Displacing, right, right. displacing right, right. the New York City natives and stuff that were here. So, it's like. I wonder, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, if it insults their intelligence, but I really do wonder how much they, they understand about the, the communities and the neighborhoods that they're actively changing with their like, little construction jobs that they can get. You know, tell these people who want it to build it themselves and order it. You know, they don't have to like stand lock and step with the agenda. You know, if they want to find work, because these construction sites are, are breaking records. They're, they're, they're being done in like a year and a half, two years. And it's almost, I can't assume, from what I see, there's a good amount of migrant work being done there. A, a, a lot of these construction sites. Definitely no, find a way to do them in more. If you can do the job, do the job, bro. They keep they keep themselves wealthy and all this shit just off the like the red line and all that to do with jobs, to do it with property, all that shit. And then the thing is they're teaching us to do it to each other, like, um Exactly. My niggas gonna be mad when they see this shit out the flying fuck y'all niggas is wrong, nigga. And I actually we actually got into it about this shit, but I got like you know what I mean, I got a I got a group chat with with um two of my high school friends and, and, and all them fell houses. And one of them threw it in a group chat and shit. Yo, yo, don't be mad, yo, this, but this, nigga, you did this shit. Yo, he threw in a group chat and shit. He threw this nigga name in there. It was, it was a black dude and shit. And, you know what I mean? It was like, it was Tyrone or whatever. But, like, he threw it in a group chat. Like, started selling the house. And, like, niggas was laughing and not looked at it. Ah, you know what I mean? He lost my mind. And we, like, I fell out of that group chat for, like, a couple months. <laughs> but... You know what I mean? Like, niggas is doing it to other, like, you know what I mean? To get ahead now. That's sick, bro. Like, what you mean? That's Should I sell sick. them a house? Yeah. And they don't deserve housing? Yeah, like, I was like, I know you're not redlining niggas, bro. Uh, bro, what? You get this, no this, cool this, been, this was last year? This was last year. This this when my leg was broken. Yeah, this was early last year. My leg was broken shit. When I was laying up in the bed and shit. Um, When I had time for the group chat. But fucking, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, when when you outside of 2020, <laughs> bro, bro, he was at the Baltimore. Like this, this my man, he was at the Baltimore Riders. He was at the Baltimore Riders. You know what I mean? Like, bro, what the fuck? He was like, I mean, oh, shit, that's like uh, Javante Davis bought a whole block in Baltimore, and that, and then it went up it, like the whole street got like caught on fire. The whole street yeah. caught on fire. <laughs> Yeah, I like shit like that. That's 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 you know what I mean. That's what I like to see celebrities. He tried. Yeah, I don't know tried. And shit, man. Show me something. Yeah, I mean, shit. Look how we started the show. We we talked about a slumlord flipping a rent stabilized apartment for a million dollars within the co-op structure, and here we have. We don't even know who's actually gonna renovate that place to make it worth a million dollars. Like, as it stands, obviously, you couldn't move the stuff out. You had to get someone to move it out for you. Now that it's empty, who's going to fix it for you? So, uh, I don't know. This is just I, time. I, I, I always thought, like I said, nobody wants war. But shit. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I, for anybody to get freedom or to get, I mean, 
Yeah, for real. Anybody to get freedom, it's got to be, got to be that, man. I think that's what it takes for us to get our freedom, too, man. You know, these white people ain't going to ever just be like, oh, let's stop doing that to the niggas. <laughs> you know, hundreds of years of this shit. They ain't gonna never do that. They don't talk the rest of the world to do this shit to us. They ain't gonna never just be like, we got to take that bitch. That's the same thing. I mean, that's that's how they got it from over here. They didn't wanna they didn't wanna practice that religion over there in Europe. They brought their ass jumped on that Mayflower and made a crusade and chased chased their religion. And brought it over here. And erased erased the Native Americans. Then took our spiritual shit and gave us that goddamn they flipped, it. <laughs> they flipped it on us. Yo, man. They flipped it on us. Damn, man. Nah, I ain't even talking like that, but yeah, for real. Man, man. listen, but why can't people actually read the Constitution? African had that Bible. If if you read the Constitution and realize how how backwards it is, you could see how they could you know flip any you know scripture based on like it's supposed to be merit based and, and, and stuff like that. The Constitution was written as the law of the land, and we see it like just disregarded every day. <laughs> so, I, I'm really down to see where this shit go, but um, I didn't know that shit was going on with those those migrants getting like barbed wire shot. Barbed wire, and what do you, you say? Like, what was on the buoys? It was just they're just huge buoys that like made it. Uh, they basically had to like either go way far around, like increase the length of their trip right after trekking through uh like all of latin america or um or try to through it and they ended up trying to make it make it around or under under they would try to like swim under the buoys and like end up drowning damn so they already already tired from the fucking swim anyway but that's great yeah and and i think there should be i don't know it would be some good journalism would be for people to help understand the empathy of the migrants because I've just been picking stuff up from pieces here and there. But like, yeah, like even we talked about earlier about like how are the African migrants getting here? And I like looked it up and like they're getting flights from like they're saying like they're, they're not going to Europe because Europe has cracked down on um, basically cracked, cracked down on migrants like uh, what Texas is trying to do. And so they've they've they travel by air to Central America and then do the trek from there. So these people are really like, they're on a, like a voyage um, to get to some better conditions. And, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too, when we see these caravans of migrants coming from a South American country, we, I mean, at least for me, I have been under the assumption that it was, you know, the people of that nationality. Mm-hmm. When you see Guatemala or Honduras, but now it might, you know, stand the reason that the whole time it's been just different variations of African migrants coming in. Well, it is a lot of it is a lot of Latin American folks, and they make up the majority. It's like eighty percent, but yeah, there is also this like a good portion of folks from Africa, which is. But that's what I'm saying. It's hard to differentiate based on what you're seeing on camera because it is mostly darker skinned people. And that's how it proves that racism does exist in these other countries. Because Brazil, Argentina, Peru, I know plenty of people from those countries who are white passing in that. They're perfectly privileged lifestyles in America. Perfectly privileged. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they'll vote for Trump or not or feel threatened by immigration policy, but it's just so backwards because these are the same folks that needed to get here in some form or fashion. 
but to not turn around and vote for uh, stricter immigration policies and all this sort of stuff, and, and, and especially with Trump as the front runner of the Republican Party now, like, who's literally going to be the person to stand up to him and lead with like humanity versus just authoritarian and fear mongering? I don't see the solution in voting this year when we're on the brink of war on a global scale and right here in the whole land. Absolutely. Thanks for ending us on a very depressing note, Miles. <laughs> don't vote. Just don't vote. That'll put a smile on your face when you don't vote and you don't have to feel obligated to care about the decisions these guys make. We can make the, the change for ourselves. Yeah, shit is wild out here. Election season. There's a lot going on. Lots. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots. I think it's time for call-outs, though. Yeah. For the call of the community. Taking note and um, taking accountability as well. There's been community call-outs for Tompkins Park because of the migrants. A whole bunch of migrants, specifically black migrants at Tompkins Park that aren't aware of. So we are continuing to do that call-outs, which I will put the flyer up. Um, requesting stuff like stocks. Um, also bilingual speakers and just help us communicate more with migrants. People who speak Spanish or French that's really needed right now. Um, also like heat warmers, waters, snacks, clothing. We donated some jackets to the people, but we'd love to donate some more stuff to the people as well as the migrants directly when we do these drop offs. So yeah. Continue to amplify that. Continue to share it because spreading the word gets us a whole bunch of stuff. It was only like about Three people in total who like donated, but they donated so much stuff, like it helped fill out the goodie bags and everything. Yeah. All the stuff like that. It was really dope. This year, this week, we were going to have some like fentanyl testing scripts as well, like hopefully some content and more people. You know, just more, more and more resources. As many things as we can get. Yeah. We don't promote that y'all do drugs, we just promote it. Safe, man, we all do. I mean, um, yeah, uh, shit. Times Square Monday. <laughs> uh, tonight, this this video is airing tonight, so just know tonight we'll be at Times Square at four o'clock. Um, it's gonna be like I said, we're gonna finish the month out. Um, we're gonna finish the month out of February. You know what I mean? Um. Black yeah, History the whole year. Black History Month. Yeah, Black History Year. But yeah, um, yeah. So Black History Month, we, we, that's that's being added on. We're still going to do our mutual aid efforts in Bed Stuy, uh, one o'clock on Thursdays, Fulton and Nostrand, and then Harlem on Saturdays. Uh, what's that? Lexington between one twenty fourth and one twenty fifth. Yeah, let them know, Ruby. There we go. You already know Building Black Sky, the last Black Social Network. Uh, coming into being like a very important critical news source, like I always say, a lot of the stuff that I bring up on the on the podcast is stuff that I saw on Black Sky. Um, lots of cool organizing going on over there as well. Um, 
someone who came to We The People uh, was from Blue Sky, the broader network, but you already know. Last guys, what we built on that. Um, and yeah, yeah, so check us out. Still trying to grow. You can hit up uh, blackskyweb.xyz. Um, uh, you also got my, we'll have my Blue Sky profile right there. Um, yeah, Black History Month is coming up, just like Riley said, and you should support black technology. Um, did you know a black man was the first one who created a search engine before Google? Mm. Do your research. We've been innovating and we still innovating, so. Check it out. Go ahead, Miles. You got something to say for the crew? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll do a call out. Um, I've got, <laughs> I've got these rolling papers. Oh, uh, I guess within uh, Black History Month, I want to shine some light on small businesses that are black owned, and also trying to raise awareness for restorative justice within the marijuana industry in the black community. So. I look forward to sharing more about this. You can follow them at LOO underscore Rolling Papers. Uh, my older brother actually started it. Um, I couldn't, I didn't envision it getting this far, honestly. I just wrote a brand statement and um, did some SEO stuff for him back in 2020 when I guess he just wanted to keep me inspired and active while um, I wasn't doing anything at home. And all these years later now, you know, we have a tangible item that, you know, we can build a brand around. So that's just something I wanted to call out before we close this episode. Right. Those papers too. Oh, oh yeah. Taking where where our direct competition is raw papers. So once the product line expands, you'll be seeing filter tips, glass filters, all different sorts of things. So yeah. say that. That's right, y'all see that man? Like history month. We out here doing things, rolling papers and technology, goddammit. <laughs> Hell yeah, activism and swarms, yeah. Mutual aid, all types of shit. Dig it with you, man. Oh, I'm encompassing, baby. Oh, and podcast, nigga. We out here. Black yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the uh, part of the episode of Apologetic Talk. We'll catch y'all next week. Mm. Yeah.